You're you're conscious right now, aren't you? It's like I'm this. Conscious, like this, but <laughs> if it is elements, it's going to be composed of the other three elements in that. Not have a consciousness. Is it mixture of the other many? No. It's just what it is. <laughs> 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 That's why, you know, like consciousness is like this. We're conscious. I mean, it's a matter of being caught, of recognizing. Contemplating conscious experiences like this, rather than trying to define it. I mean, I, I heard an interview where scientists were talking about psychologists and scientists were talking about consciousness. And they were saying that animals don't have consciousness. Things like that. These were these are famous scientists. And so that they, you know, it's interesting how little consciousness is understood. But in terms of like vinyana, when you're, you know, just being able to be able to see, hear, smell, taste, touch, think. Simple as that. <laughs>
our consciousness is, <clears throat> you know, plants are conscious. You know, I think it just seems to be the nature of this realm, the conscious realm. I mean, you know, there's plants there that can feel temperature and things like this. That's consciousness. I mean, and they say even rocks are conscious, but I don't. I don't know how far to take it. I mean, I can't. I can. I can uh, understand the. But everything is molecular. But this is a conscious form that we're particularly uh, gifted with at this moment, right now. Right now, there's consciousness. And I can know that. Now, I don't know whether you're conscious. I assume you are. (laughs) And consciousness, then, because of consciousness, then, like, like I, when you come into I consciousness, then I think, Anagarika Rene, that the, then the, na, the, ru, the Nama comes in. Subconsciousness, so Vijnana and Rupa, when the Rupa contacts consciousness, then the Nama comes in. So you have, you have Sanya, Svedana Sanya Sankara. So that, it's like, consciousness doesn't, you can be conscious of something without without having to, to call it anything. But we, we usually uh, feel very uncomfortable <clears throat> with something that you can't name. I mean, with a lot of our security is based on having perceptions. We experience life through perceptions, oftentimes. That's what, and, and that which we don't perceive, we don't we, we don't notice until we develop being aware, a connected awareness. So like in meditation, you're connected. This awareness is using consciousness, expanding conscious experience so that it's not just habitual kind of reactivity, but uh, a real uh, un- a profound understanding of experience as it is. And like, like, uh, they say, Dhamma is where you, you, where you inform consciousness with wisdom. Panya, like, consciousness can be, you know, the experience of consciousness then is conditioned oftentimes through ignorance. So you, you avicca, vajraya, sankhara, then you get, and that affects vijnana. And so then, uh, and now with meditation, you're, you're informing or teaching conscious, you're using consciousness, the ability to be conscious, only with wisdom rather than with avicca. So that's, that's like the, what they medit uh, meditate or co- contemplate samatha vipassana meditation is, is for. 
or vipassana insight. But in that sequence of Paticca Samupara, you know, Avicca Bhajaya Sankara, Sankara Bhajaya Vinyana, Vinyana Bhajaya Nama Rupa, Nama Rupa Bhajaya Salayatana, and so forth. That, that's the, you can see, if you contemplate that, how that connects. Like if, if there's a Vicca, not understanding things as they really are, then, then all that comes from that all that the, the sankhara or mental formations or conditions that come out of that are effect, affected by avicca and then that determines how your consciousness how it how it's uh, it, how you experience con- consciousness so it's like if you experience if you can't, have you never broken through the illusion of I am the five khandas if that's your basis then I am the, this person, this is me, I am this body, then, uh, then that's going to affect everything, how, you know, your conscious experience of life is going to be affected by that. And, uh, what, uh, what impinges on you, what contacts you, the things that happen to you are all going to be interpreted from, this is happening to me, and my karma and my body and myself and me and mine and then it and then the result of that is okaparite vatukatomanasa suffering despair then then that's why in the meditation where you're getting outside the illusion of I am the five khandas you're questioning that you're not, you're not taking the opposite, like saying, I am not the five khandas. That doesn't solve the problem. But you're, you're not taking a position from the I am, but just the pure state of attention. <coughs> that poised awareness, <coughs> listening. Then you can, there, there's no condition I mean, there's no, there you, you know, it's an, it's an unattached, unconditioned way of being. But it, attend, it's intelligent, so it, you can reflect like this. And then you can, you can see the assumptions, like I am Rajan Sumato, as, as a condition arising, ceasing. Or I am a, I am somebody who's got a lot of problems and and I'm a mess and I need to do something in order to become enlightened. Sometimes I can I can see that. I'm not judging, I'm just seeing it as a condition arising and ceasing. So it's it's not it's not even judging the 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 conditions or the the conceit or anything that you're experiencing. It's not making you're not saying, oh, I'm terribly conceited or I'm terribly deluded, but because that's the same thing. It's trusting in that pure attentiveness for the moment. Then, like the sound of silence is a, is a helpful, helpful thing to have, something that 
that that gives you that that lets you know that when when you can hear the sound of silence, your mind is in a very receptive, open uh, state of attention. But then you can say, "Oh, I hear the I hear the cosmic hum or the voice of God." <laughs> then it then it becomes then you make uh, it into some kind of personal attainment, uh, or maybe you can't you don't you can't quite see the sound of silence or hear it. So you you say, "Oh, I come nobody because I can't even hear the sound of silence." And that, that's a still a self-view, but if you're, but it's just, uh, just learning to, to put that, it's just a kind of like a simple imminent listening attention. <clears throat> and, uh, and it's relaxed, it's a, and then there's an, you know, it's an intelligent moment, but it's not a conditioned moment, it's at that moment you're not. You're not anybody. There's nobody there. Then you know, how do you know nobody's there? <clears throat> because you want you want some kind of uh, theory or proof. But you're the proof itself. I mean, you have to prove. This is, you're the you're the proof of existence. And it's up to you to prove. Not up to me to or somebody else to tell you. What, when when I, when the, when my mind's when the mind is like this open, and I can connect, you know, like using the sound of silence to sustain that awareness, it stays. You know, I can sustain it long enough before I forget about it to to just observe. There's no 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 self in this moment. Because self then is comes up with uh, a vicha, with habit, with uh, memory and language, memory and, and thoughts. So that like explore that really. You know, I, I just encourage you to be really comfortable with that. And don't, you know, all this kind of, I've got to get the jhanas and I've got to get this and that, you know, not to deny that, but see, put it in the context of this, of, of awareness, rather than than grabbing these ideas and, and running with them till you till you knock yourself dead with them. You know, because you can... This, this, this is actual, you know, where you're, you're getting beyond the avicca bhajya sankara state, <clears throat> which is a cause of suffering, you know. And then, then you think, can can wisdom come out of a beach up? Do you think that, uh, that you know, because you can assume that you are a beach all the time. You are an unenlightened uh, person, and you think that's being honest. You think, well, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm just a new 
knew at this, and I, you know, I'm a just an ordinary person, uh, unenlightened, with a lot of faults, a lot of problems, greed, hatred, and delusion, and uh, I have to admit it, that's the way I am. I want, you know, I don't want to be like this, but I hope someday to be better than this, and that on a worldly level might be true. But if you're, but as far as Dhamma goes, that's not really the way it is. If you, if you observe, that's the, maybe the convention that you, that you, that you are very much connected with. But, but in terms of the way it is, before that even starts, before you even think I am, there's this emptiness, this space, this silence, this awareness. It's before you become anything. So that's that's where you can trust that. You know, you can. That's a, that's a refuge. For all those theories about yourself, don't trust them. They're they're all based on avicca, bhajya, sankara. And interesting sometimes. <laughs> don't have any opinion just just be the no if you think you have to clean clean out yourself in order to get to the purity then observe that as a, as a kind of idea that you have but you're all your 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 true nature you're pure already you don't need to purify yourself <laughs> you've never been impure and <laughs> <laughs> you never lost it. <laughs> but there is such a thing as karma, unskillful karma that needs, or that, that can or cannot be extinguished. But that, that once, you, once you establish that uh, sense of, of awareness and trust in that, then your is is in a context of... of uh, where it's seen and 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 it's it's uh, no longer attached to or no longer identified with. You still experience it, but you're not you're not making uh, it into. It, you're not coming out of ignorance in regards to it anymore. You've seen it for what it is, like this. Like some of you have lived maybe very unskillfully in the past. So you, you've done a lot of things. And you, so you have, they have heavy karma or all these identities. I mean, you, not to deny, say, I have, you know, it doesn't matter what I've done in the past and, and come from that, but it's getting outside that whole frame of reference where 
uh, where you're where you're tuning into the the natural purity of being that you've never ever lost. You know, it's never it's not, never it's not one moment that it, that you've ever really lost it. You forget it. You get caught up into through attachment, ignorance and attachment to the greed, hatred, and delusion. It's all. So it's a, it's a kind of immediacy of pure, purity is now, it's not, you don't become that. You don't become a pure person. You, you, you're more and more trusting and confident in being purity itself rather than trying to become something. Don't believe me, though. <laughs> but, you, you kind of stop becoming a fool. You just keep becoming a fool by choking up with the greedy, hatred, and delusion. If you stop doing that, then you wouldn't be becoming <coughs> continuous. Right. You're... Like, like I, I feel like sense of timelessness more and more, which is very strange in terms of, you know, uh, because I'm, I'm very much uh, conditioned to perceive and, and experience life through time as reality. But now the effect of meditation is much of timelessness and deathlessness, and it's a that uh, ineffable ex- uh, realization is not. How can you? How can you say more than that about it? And then, uh, then the foolishness does come up. You know, you can. I can still feel have all kinds of foolish thoughts in my mind and and uh, emotions, immature emotions, and that, but. But it, it's there's a way of, of seeing it now that is that I trust rather than that where before I would tend to judge it, make judgments about it, about myself, or just deny it, or push or not you know resist any you know, that those kind of impressions. Paul? Do you think the statement, do nothing can be useful reflection to me? Does it help you? It's, I think so. <laughs> you're, the, you're the one that... Because these things all... You know, they, they are like upayas. They, they, they can help. But they aren't going to work for everyone, which is like, that might mean something to you because of insight. But then somebody else says, do nothing, and then they take it, I don't have to do anything, kind of. <laughs> but, uh, and, and take it as a, from an intellectual position. Where I, I you're, you're seeing it more from a skillful means, aren't you? Well, that's, could, to do nothing, but could, 
it's the doing that always seems to get in the way. When I want to try to do something, that, that always seems to be that obstacle to being at peace. Well, do nothing. Do nothing. <laughs> yeah, I used to use nothing to do, nowhere to go. <laughs> I used to use that one. Sometimes I still do, and I get kind of wound up into into uh, poles of you know activities, and get kind of wound up by that. <coughs> present moment is is the present moment in time <laughs> well well this even letting go of, of the the concept present moment you see what I mean it's like 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 uh, like I used to I could see through the path as they pass through the memory and and I'd explore the path and you know really look at memory and see it it's arising and ceasing, then future is the unknown, now is the knowing. Then I got kind of stuck in, in the perception of now is the knowing. And so there's still this sense of present moment that still I was holding to. Then let, letting go of that even, of the perception of the present. So there's just a so, so, you know, so just a, a, a refinement of, of, uh, of just learning to let go of all, of any perception of now or the present moment or... Because that, that still influenced how I tended to experience things like now and now is the knowing, or be in the present, Pachubana uh, Dhamma, that would still, still, there'd still be a sense of time in it. And then, then I saw, saw the result of, of thinking even the idea of the present moment, then go with that too, that it's the pure state of awareness. It seems to me that if if there's any sense of time, it's, it, it, can either, it can either be of the past or the future. You know, it's, it's this idea that the, the actual present moment is, is undefinable and, and ungraspable. You know, if you're wondering, it isn't the, isn't the future, it isn't the past, it isn't now. What is it? <laughs> what are we experiencing? Consciousness. <laughs> or deathlessness. Now that's where, where you know, I, I see now I have a stronger sense of timelessness than deathlessness. Like, like a, because of, of the that uh, of the meditation that I've been doing, and so it, and even the perception of the present, I've let, let go of that, and 
and, you're, and it's more like just an imminent presence of being that that is uh, that's nothing in itself, but which in the position of of conscious being a conscious entity, you're it's like they you can reflect in it, so you can bring into consciousness like this, like doing body sweeping, like bringing into it's, it's, it's like con concentrating on the breath or on the sensations in the body, or nothing, or or just. Um, you know, more and more, there's no need to even do anything. Do nothing. <laughs> I think that it's also the minute you know it, that's the point you invite the past and the present. Like when you know it right now, so what is one of the past and the present, like a line, you have to put a zero neutral point in it, that you see a positive <coughs> But then, like like the present moment is the the gate to the deathless disease. I'm just contemplating the the unconditioned as as realization as reality rather than than even because even the perception of present is still still in a perception is influencing consciousness in the present in now. They're letting go where it's just like nothing, nobody. But there's, and then, but there's intelligence. It's, uh, but it's it's like a timeless. It's more like universal than rather than personal. And then you then you get perspective on. Like the feelings you have, or or the memories, or the or the uh, compulsive habits about you know like having to do something or get something or planning the future, worrying and all these things. Then you get you know suddenly you, you see there's no need to worry about anything. You can really know there's nothing to worry about, nothing to be afraid of. Because all that comes out of avijja, ignorance, and the, and the result of that, of operating from avijja. There must be some things that are worthy of some concern. I mean, for instance, if the Building here for something Yeah, but then, but then, in the state of awareness, you know, then then you do the right thing. It doesn't it's not like you? It's not taking a position like a passive uh, position of of just you know being petrified in in a timeless, in the timelessness of it, but it, 
it's it's uh, you know it's 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 full it's 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 malleable it's where you can respond to life completely you know where you can engage with things honestly that it's it's not uh, but it, it's you know but it, and so it's something that that is enhances experience rather than denies it. It's something you can be really concerned about, but, but not worried about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, say for instance, people were trapped in this building at the moment, and the, and the place was on fire. Well, if, if that immediately would be, we wouldn't worry, we'd, we would, uh, we'd act. <laughs> You know, if, you, if your life is in danger, you don't worry. You, you. <laughs> but, but we could worry about the possibility of this building catching on. <laughs> I mean, like, like how I use the word worry is, is it's a it's a habit of the mind that that thinks about all the possibilities of of failure, misery in the future, of everything going wrong in the future. Even, I mean, when, when there's no need to, you know, when there's, you know, the potential's there all the time, you know, like, you could be hit by a car, could have a heart attack, uh, you know, the Britain could sink into the ocean, and, and uh, a stat, uh, you know, a meteorite could crash into the earth, and things like that. But, uh, but it, you know, it's the, these things one can worry about in the present, even and they're possible. You know, it's not not like you're worrying about something impossible. But it's what's the point of it? You know, because you know, if if that's going to happen, then deal with it. You know, do, do necessary things to prevent that. You know, to help. You know, prevent or promote safety. But then leave the rest up to God, is <laughs> and uh, and uh, don't worry about it. But and then, uh, like I noticed, like when when my whenever I've been in that kind of life-threatening situation, I find a kind of instinctual uh, re- re- reaction that I, it's not worry. Like 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 when when your life is threatened. You, you can panic or you can react, respond in a very uh, immediate way. So you can find yourself doing quite unimaginable, you know, things that things that you can't imagine yourself doing if you're sitting here. If, if you know suddenly, if, you know, if some uh, tiger started chasing you, you'd you'd find a certain speed and alacrity <laughs> that, that you can't imagine you'd ever have if you were like this. <laughs> and you wouldn't worry. <laughs> but, but then, you know, if, if you say there's a whipsnake zoo not far away and there's a tiger loose in the area, you know, there's a tiger, there's a, we get news that there's a tiger loose from Whipsnade Zoo. Oh, God. What are we going to do, Tanisandi? (laughs) 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 
make sure you lock all your doors. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, because the Vipaka Kama that arises in the present then is like a Nietzsche Dukkanata. You know, it is what it is. And it doesn't, you know, and so the embracing the present includes everything. It's like, 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 like this sense of welcoming life, you know, where where you, this uh, attitude of everything belongs. Uh, there's nothing that can you can happen or you can think of that shouldn't be or doesn't belong. Everything belongs, good or bad. And then that, and then the, the because the, the, the critical mind is very much caught in that this shouldn't be. It shouldn't be like this. It should be like this. Life should be like this, and it shouldn't be like that. And, and so then we're we're always, and when you're when you're caught in that realm, then you're always uh, resisting things, you know, trying to control and and manipulate conditions and trying to make them what they should be and try to get rid of the things that shouldn't be. Then the intuitive moment is is a total, is, a, is embracing, it's a, like a, this sense of a mandala, you know, what a mandala, mandala is, and so you're like, like this is a, this courtyard, like a mandala, and you're in the center of the mandala, you are the center of the mandala, you're the Mount Kailash of your mandala, <laughs> and, or the Axis Mundi, and then everything that it belongs, you know, in that mandala, whether it's worms, it's, uh, it's bird shit, it's, uh, it's daffodils, or whatever, it all belongs in the, in the mandala. So it, it's, uh, in this way, you're, you're, you're able to, to not be caught in this endless resistance to life where you're trying to sort it all out and 
and make it like this and get rid of that control and manipulate the conditions of your mind and the people around you and the and, and as it kind of endless create problems and divisions uh, in the world. But in this, this intuitive awareness, because it includes everything, then it gives us, uh, it, it, it stops us from being caught in that divisive mind, which, which is created through, through fear, desire, ignorance. And uh, therefore, you, it's like a, it's like a universal, it's pure, it's one, it's total and whole, rather than, than you as a vulnerable person that has to protect yourself on the, you know, in the terms of identity with the, with the five khandhas. Anyway, it's a reflection. I don't believe this, but reflect on it. You know, just like when, when I heard this definition of intuition, because when I was reading, I forget, I think it's Ramando Panikar or somebody like that talking about intuition as the ability of the mind to, in the, in the present, to, to uh, it's in a conclusive state of being. It includes everything. And then the thinking mind is exclusive. You have one thought at a time, you have one thought moment, and then the next, and so forth. So, so you, you, when you're caught in thinking, memory, and that, then there's, there's always this, uh, this separative feeling. Because you can't, like the pro, ego problems of compassion, wisdom and compassion, the Mahayana puts compassion first and wisdom second, and Theravada puts wisdom first and compassion second, and and uh, and say, which do you are you Mahayana or Theravada? <laughs> uh, where actually, you know, in an intuitive moment, they're together. One isn't canceling out the other. But when you when you're speaking, you have to put compassion first or second. You know, this is the nature of thought. But it, so, in a state of awareness, you know, like, if you just open the mind to that present presence, at this moment everything's included. I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, the body, everything in this, everything that, I, that is impinging on this form is, belongs, whether it doesn't matter if it's pleasant or painful in, the, in terms of that it still belongs in the present. That gives me a sense of uh, being able to respond to, to life in a way that I, I can't do if I'm caught in trying to control the moment and think, it shouldn't be like this. This person shouldn't be like that. Uh, Life shouldn't be like this. Uh, it should be like this. You know, monks should be like this. Nuns should be like this. We Buddhists should be like this. And we've got then. Then all you can do is feel a kind of it's hopeless because I can't even be what I should be. 
So, <laughs> so how can I expect everyone else to be something they they should be? But but they are the way. But it is like this. And then, uh, then like with Krishnamurti saying, just go out and listen to the sound of the birds. Well, you can do that if you're fully present. I was doing that the other day, by the caravan and all these little birds zooming around. Mind empty and it's the sound of the birds was Was like this, you know, the, the, and uh, or the the cold or the wind or everything is as it is, rather than than uh, saying, "Oh, I wish it weren't cold." Or, <laughs> <laughs> or when you know, always always trying to to, to you know be, be critical or or uh, and, you know compare the present. I used to notice. When I'd go sightseeing or go places, I'd always compare it with something else. I, I remember one time in Switzerland, I was, I was, I was, I was in Switzerland, I said, oh, this looks like uh, uh, Cascade Mountains in Washington State. <laughs> then I was in flying over the Cascade Mountains, and I said, this looks like Switzerland. <laughs> And why do I do that? <laughs> why can't it just be what it is? You know, it's just, why do I have to compare it? Or you know, because it's that you know, one it brings back memory and 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 that. But then you realize it's not necessary to even do that. It's, it is things are what they are. So you're not comparing it with anything. And that I find that a relief, just to let be things, let things be completely what they are, rather than you know come to say, well, you know, it could be better than this, or always, always coming into with some kind of negative impression about it. What do you think about the thought of when you said to be like the others? You already, you already see us, they are already, and your next thought, next to that thought is to be the other, you compare. So the first thought already gone, that's already accepted as they are, you already see as they are. So, <laughs> so the comparing always, always, you know. Yeah, it's, a, it's the uh, proliferating mind, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, like learning to be content in the present. Then it then then I can see discontent. I can see you know if I if I if I just relax now and open to the present, then I can be aware even with aware of discontentment as if I'm feeling it. I'm not trying to make myself content, you know, you should be content, and then, 
but I'm not, I'm discontent. You know, I should be content, but I'm not. <laughs> and, and so therefore you get go around, you know, hating yourself because you, you're not what you should be. And you can't do what, what the, you think you should be able to do. But, it, but more and more as you relax into the present, like, like see meditation, it's like, like when you go into the temple and see it as just chance to let go of everything, but just be insane. That take that as a kind of attitude <coughs> and then just see what happens, you know, like, like even if you can't do that, if, you, if it makes you even more tense, then be aware, just accept the tenseness <laughs> or the aversion to it. You know, just whatever it is, you're totally accepting it. You're not, you're not trying to become content, but actually being totally accepting of whatever is going for you. Now, even if you're going crazy, it's totally accepting it. Craziness is all right, <laughs> or discontentment, or whatever. It's not where where the the where we get confused. We we get the ideas, and then like a a good nun should be content, and then and then yeah, that's, that's that could be very inspiring, you know, ideal as an ideal. But then as a reality, you know. You, I'm not content. I hate this place. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be any place but here. <laughs> and Ajahn Sumedho says you should be grateful for the roof over your head for the night. And Ajahn Sumedho says you should be grateful for the alms food in your bowl. And, and you should be grateful for the uh, national health. <laughs> And then, and then you, then you think, but I'm not, you know. I'm not grateful, and I'm not very good nun. Then, that they go around with that. But if you, you know, the idea, the idea of being grateful, is a, is a, is a guide rather than a command, is a suggestion of the mind. Then, well, then even be grateful for being ungrateful. <laughs> Do I take it to that one? So, <laughs> so, whatever is guiding, whatever you're feeling, is is the dhamma for you, you know. And it doesn't it doesn't matter what it is. If it's what it should or shouldn't be, it doesn't make any difference in terms of its value and its uh, wisdom. Oh.